0: Welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I invite guests to talk open and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. This week's guest is my friend and past client, Karina Marriott, also known as a Style Idealist, who is joining us to talk about turning 30 and setting up a side hustle. But before we get started, let me introduce Karina. Karina is a 32-year-old UK-based mid-sized fashion and lifestyle blogger, writing about self-discovery in your 30s, including self-confidence, career changes and body neutrality. She was in a full-time job up until February of this year and has now gone full-time in her business. So uh, welcome Karina to the podcast. Hello, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm also so excited. I feel like we've been speaking so much, and now finally we get to record the podcast about all the things I we know, want to talk about. I
1: know. I know. It just feels like one of one of our um, sessions, really. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and we're
0: basically all for all of the listeners. You're going to get an insight into exactly what Karina and I speak about uh, in a coaching session, yeah. Um, but actually probably even in, in even more detail, which is great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm personally and very selfishly very excited about today's episode because in the past month I've also taken my coaching from a side hustle to full-time and in a similar woo! way to you woo! <laughs> in a similar way to you it was something that I always wanted to do but I kind of was forced into it I guess yeah a bit quicker than I'd anticipated yeah so I'm really- are you
1: kind of grateful for that though because i know i am i i like i'm not sure if i would have done it as soon as i would have if i wasn't pushed um
0: exactly yeah i
1: definitely i'm grateful yeah
0: yeah yeah. it's <laughs> like a, it it's works. a blessing in disguise kind of but it always it still feels scary but it also it's yeah. like good scary
1: yeah it does ease off um at first I was just like, I've made the wrong decision. I can't believe I've done this. What am I doing? And now it still hasn't gone completely gone away, but I feel more at ease that like, oh wow, this is really what I want to do and I wouldn't want to do anything else. And then I think, why did it take me so long to do this? Because now I'm doing what I love. So it yeah, swings and roundabouts. Yeah,
0: it's confusing, isn't it? Because I'm literally my mind can go from one minute thinking, Oh thank God, you know, exactly like you said like this is my passion this is my purpose you know I'm so excited to be able to do this every day and then you have like a thought a minute later of oh shit like what What am I
1: doing yeah Yeah. like literally I had that on the first week that I was self-employed I'd kind of set up a new office in my house in my second bedroom took out the bed ripped everything out put a desk and um, made it all kind of a bookcase and made it very office-like and I just remember sitting down on my laptop in the morning at 9am as I normally would in my office job and sitting down and be like oh my god right I'm self-employed and then I just opened my laptop and I was like what have I done oh my gosh Oh, this is really it now. Like, And I just had like a proper freak out.
0: <laughs> I had exactly the same thing. And it's kind of just this like abyss of like knowing that it's just like from now on, it's just every day is like a full day of freelance, a full day of being yeah. self-employed. And then it's like, right. So now I have to actually like work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I realised like how much um, like self-discipline I actually need being at home. Um, otherwise, I will get sucked into Netflix and not working on the sofa is a really big one for me. Because oh I would sit on the sofa, I'd go on my laptop and be like, I'll just put some TV on because I can do that now. I can do what I want. But I realized like I wasn't getting a lot done because I was distracted. Of
0: course. So. Of course. <laughs> and actually, I think that everyone who, you know, kind of not just self employed people now working from home, like, the whole world is working from home now because of COVID. So I feel like probably every single listener is now like nodding along. And my vice, my vice has to be getting in bed for a nap. And I used to do this thing where I'd be like, oh, I'll just... Uh, you know, lie in bed and work in bed. Like, this is the privilege of being uh, yes. self employed and working from home. And then, like, three hours later, I'm like, oh no, I've just had a sleep in the middle of the day. This cannot happen yeah. anymore.
1: <laughs> not only that, but working in bed, like, just makes my back ache. That's how I know I'm in my 30s. Like, I just <laughs> constantly, if I'm not sat upright at my desk, like anywhere else, I'm just like, why does my whole body
0: hurt? I need structure. <laughs> yeah. <I feel> like <laughs> every morning, I wake up and ask, you know, since I'm now 33, why does my body hurt like this did I exercise <laughs> yes. like no I just existed <laughs> amazing so actually before we delve into the topic I wanted to share our Instagram love story with yeah, our listeners because yeah it is a great story not to build it up but it really is and um I feel like if you already follow um uh, Karina um or myself on Instagram, you probably will have seen we're always sharing each other and talking about how we met. So, um, but for anyone who doesn't know, um, the start of the love story was I actually wanted to check what date it was. Okay, so it was November of 2018. Um, that is crazy, it feels like That's yesterday. How
1: long we've known each other now,
0: I know, I know it's really crazy. And um, what happened was, um, Liv Purvis has basically, she had just set up the Insecure Girls Club uh, Instagram account, which is like a really amazing and inspirational account talking about um, women's insecurities, basically. And she was shining a spotlight on uh, people online um, talking about all the things. And basically, Karina had done a guest post and um, was quoted on on a picture of her. And I just want to read it out. because this is how we met and I read this Instagram caption and was like yes 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 it was like around <laughs> six months after I'd found my coaching niche of turning 30 and I was really knee deep in interviewing women about how they felt about turning 30 and talking about everything in connection with this and I read this and literally I think I can't remember if we we met in the comments right I I, I commented yeah. yeah
1: literally you replied to my um in the
0: comments yeah and then basically that was the start of the love story because then we ended up doing some coaching together um we've basically been in touch ever since um and really support each other's journeys and um uh, speak all the time so let me just read the caption for everyone Okay so it starts with my name's Karina. I'm a 30 year old recent newlywed who lives in Bristol with a desperate need to own a dog in the very near future. How fab that you set that goal. have a dog
1: now. have a dog. His name is Cooper the Cockapoo. So yeah tick.
0: Love that you manifested (laughs) the dog in the Instagram post.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I come from a huge family of high achievers who also happen to be extremely extra so the struggle to be seen or heard is very real most of the time. So with this my insecurities have really stepped up a notch. after quitting my job a couple of weeks ago without having another one lined up. I found myself at a what the F am I doing with my life? Where am I going? And am I a failure? Crossroads lately. And I guess I'm emailing to share my story and hope it could help even just one person who might be going through the same. I've learned a lot of things about myself this past year, boundaries, my worth, and how I deserve to be treated. But the one thing that really sticks out is that having your shit together at 30 is a myth. But learning not to care, being content and celebrating what you do have at the big 3O isn't. It's time to give ourselves a break, a pat on the back and take stock of what we've done, and know that when we step away from something challenging, be it a job, relationship or nasty friendship, it's a success and not a defeat. Yeah Wow, <laughs> wow. Wow, that
1: me back. I still like, oh, I feel like I could have written that like yesterday even though that was 2018. Like, I still feel all those things so passionately.
0: Honestly, just got goosebumps reading it, which I think obviously yeah. did the say at the time when I read it and um, messaged you because just that line, let me just say again, the having your shit together at 30 is a myth. And it's basically, like, the, on my website, like, I just think it's just this bullshit theory that we're taught yeah. uh, and we're socially conditioned to And I didn't
1: realise how much... I- Honestly at first I really didn't think it was a thing it was just so ingrained in me I think that like by the time you're 30 it was like you I had to have achieved all these certain things and whether that be marriage or being in having my career together so not starting a new job like having been in a job and kind of growing in that job and being you know in a very high profile role or something um kids uh like everything was kind of like all these milestones that having a house that I thought that you had to have by your 30 and there's so many things like I think I internalize you know like Forbes under 30 and all these kind of like success stories of young women who had built businesses, and, you know, had amazing houses, or families, and all this kind of stuff that, and, you know, that's not to say that I didn't have any of it, but I was just very much like, well, I don't have that, and I don't have this, and I'm not there yet, and it just, yeah, it really freaked me out, to be honest, it was just like, I'm not there, I'm unemployed, Um, you know, I came out of a job that I absolutely hated like it just shred my mental health to bits like it was horrific um I had a really horrible manager um you know he was a bully he was very, oh he was just awful um and I just remember feeling every day waking up and going to work I would either cry I would do my makeup and then I'd cry and then I'd have to top it up and do it again and it would it would take me so much effort just to get out of my car and go into work and even when I was in work I just felt incredibly anxious all day in fear of oh you know what's what's going to happen today what's my manager going to say to me today what's going to happen and I just remember thinking like I cannot do this anymore like you know I already spent six years in a job you know playing it safe in a role that boring to me like I wasn't excelling there was nowhere to grow um I was also bullied in that first six year job so it just kind of the way I left it was very um bittersweet it didn't get resolved but I just felt relieved to have left and start something new so to go into a my second job and completely hate it it just threw me because I was just like if what am I going to do? I don't know what, you know, what is out there for me that I'm going to enjoy. Is this how it is for everybody? Is this um, how it's going to be? And I just remember quitting. Um, And even though I was so happy I quit, I just, it's like, I felt even more lost. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I'm going. I, I see all these kind of young women under 30 or coming up to 30 who had achieved all these, um, massive accolades and everything and you know there was me kind of sitting at home wallowing basically um not getting out of bed um looking at jobs and not really finding anything that was a sparking joy so I just felt really lost and I think once I'd shared that story on Insecure Girls Club it Mm -hmm. did feel like a release because it can feel really lonely um when you feel like that because you assume that everyone, ha- everyone else has their shit together when they don't. And yeah. you, <laughs> and you kind of bear your soul in that way. And then you realize how many people actually struggle with the same issues. And it's where I met you and you were like, yes, <laughs> this is what I do. And I was just like, what? How has this happened? Like, that I've met someone who is coaching on exactly what I'm going through like there was me thinking like it was just really niche and it's not I yeah. guess like so many of
0: us feel that way a hundred percent and that's actually you know why I started uh, coaching specifically women turning 30 because you know everyone who's in this, their own personal story really genuinely feels lonely and I think that yeah. exactly I really resonate with what you just said because I've also been there myself in my own career journey um and what happens when we share online is this amazing release and relief of understanding and connecting with other women who feel exactly the same and then going through a process of realizing wow everybody is going yeah. through something that is similar and it's yeah. to link it back to why I chose my um to uh, chose my target audience and to uh, coach women turning 30 and it's usually you know not all the time but usually it's connected to career changes um on some level um it's definitely because so many people go through this feeling of thinking yeah. that by 30 that they should have achieved a certain career milestone or at least be in a job that they like and yeah you know your story is like a double whammy because you were in a job that you didn't like and then left and went to another another job that you didn't like but let me tell you you know, I can tell you from working with all my clients and also my own personal experience, like it happens. And yeah, uh, you know. I
1: remember saying to you, like, because um, obviously it's just been like a string of bad jobs. And I that's when I started to internalize and think, OK, it, it's me. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I can I not work with people like what's happening? It's something with me that I've really internalized. Like I'm doing something wrong. And I remember saying to you in one of our sessions, just like being in it, it was quite a temp job um, that I took after the job I quit. Um, So it wasn't one that I was in love with. It was just kind of, I need a job. I need a paycheck. Um, And I just remember saying to you like, um, well, I've already left like two jobs now. So like I, you know in in quick succession so I can't leave and you were just like why yeah like and I was like well you know how does that look you know on your CV and how that you know it can make you look flaky or whatever and you were just kind of like no like it doesn't matter as long as you can explain your reasoning to a future employer and the reasons I had reasons yeah (laughs) I had lots of reasons and very good reasons so I, I kind of thought about it like that and thought well yeah like I'm not you know I'm not stuck I'm not a tree I don't have to stay (laughs) somewhere that I'm not like that I'm not happy in and I think that's what we have to remember like this really stuck feeling like I know everyone's circumstances are different and you know sometimes when you know you have bills to pay and you can't just up and quit but also you know there are other options out there and you don't have to stay somewhere that you are unhappy and especially when we go to these places five days a week eight hours or more a day um
0: yeah can't be good (laughs) I mean I just have so much to say right now because you know again I do appreciate what and I agree with what you said like everyone is in their own position financially with obligations and, and commitments and you know we don't want to just say I'll oh, just walk out of the job but uh sometimes mental health is actually more important and we have to really yeah. see that and I actually think that one of my pet hates in life in general and also uh, as somebody who's kind of in the the career change space is this preconception that you have to have a job lined up before you leave your job which is what people truly believe they truly they get stuck in toxic jobs where bullying takes place and their mental health has plummeted like you said you spend so much time you know more time than you do at home probably in an office if if you work for a busy in a busy corporate role um and it can affect every single area of your life, from your mental health to your, you know, your your physical health, your lifestyle, your relationships, everything. But because of this preconception that, A, you have to stay in a job until you find a new job. And B, the other pet um that I have is, oh, I can't leave my job before 12 months, you know, before the year deadline, yeah, because then it's yeah. on my, then on How my CV. How will it look
1: on my CV? Yeah. And- all of these things yeah yeah Um, that's honestly how I felt because that's what I've always been told by HRs recruiters whatever like this is how it's supposed to look um yeah mine doesn't look like that at all and neither does mine (laughs) and I'll be honest
0: with you like I've never had a problem getting a job because once you've you're able to justify your decisions like you said and speak about it in an interview and explain and if you've got reasons uh you'll find the job that's meant for you um and if you and this is another thing if an employer only wants you because you've had x years of experience in one specific role on your cv and can't think out the box and look at your value and the skills you're providing then maybe that's not someone you even want to go and work for anyway
1: yeah exactly and it's those things that you kind of forget like when you're kind of deep in looking for a job and trying to get a job you kind of you're in the headspace that like I want to make the employer like me and you forget that do I like this employer and really if I'd spent more time thinking about that I probably would have avoided all these horrific places I've mm-hmm. been. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all the stories happen for a reason. Yeah um, exactly. <laughs> which we'll get onto to now so when we first started coaching together um, it was just at the time when you were really starting to work on your blog and your which yes. was your side hustle at the time. So uh, I'd love if you can just share a little bit about how it started and, I guess, the mindset that you were in at the time when you were working full yeah. time. Yeah, so I,
1: I've had my blog since, like, 2014, and I kind of always went into the kind of the online space and having a blog as just literally a uh, creative outlet hobby um it was something that just kept my mind stimulated whilst doing these jobs that you know I wasn't fulfilled in that I wasn't happy in it was just like it was an escape it was something that I had that no one could tell me what to write how to write it what you know what to post when to post it was something literally just for me and and that's why um I, it, you know I hold it so dearly to my heart because it's something that was born out of this is for me and I'm doing this for myself and I'm doing it because I just enjoy it I've always loved to write I've always loved to create and story tell and <clears throat> um, yeah I'm just really happy that I started something just for me in even though it was in a dark time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love, I love that. Yeah. So kind of skip forward like a couple years when we met with my blog I was sort of at the point where I had done it consistently um, for a couple of years and kind of realized like hold on I you know I think you know if I really get a plan together um I can monetize my blog and my socials and my Instagram and and I think that's what we talked about um a lot together Emma is how getting a plan together of how to do that um, because obviously when I came out of my job and was unemployed, I had all this free time and that is what I wanted to focus on. That's all I wanted to do. Like, And I thought, well, now's, now's the time, really. Um, so it kind of really stepped up a notch from there um, where I kind of got a plan together of the content I kind of want to be write, writing about and turning 30 and getting married and kind of having ups and downs, kind of a self-discovery journey, as I say, Um, a lot about relationships and friendships and careers and um, all this stuff that, you know, I kind of used to go through and would feel really alone. Um, And I think once I'd shared my story about turning 30 and not feeling, you know, like I'd hit many milestones and seeing how that resonated with so many people, it just spurred me on to keep going and keep kind of sharing that side of things that not, everyone has it together and that's okay but you know we can still keep going and keep trying and keep trying to find our purpose I guess so now it's just sort of spiraled and grown now to a point where I did it part-time um and I was doing that alongside a job that um I really enjoyed. They were, it was a lovely, it was a lovely um, social media agency, quite a small startup one. Um, so I was doing it part time, alongside that. But then I found out that I was being made redundant this year, January, and at that point I was just like throwing my hands up in the air, like, I can't catch a break. Like, <laughs> Lord doesn't want me to have a job. Like, what is going on? I can't keep a job. Like, it's definitely me. And it that was when it got to the point, like, right, Karina, what do you love to do? And that was my blogging and writing and creating content. And it was just a very much, even though I was pushed, it was a now or never mm-hmm decision really and um, yeah I went self-employed full-time from March. What a great time um, <laughs> as, as we all know um, but in all honesty even though it's been hard like it's the best decision I ever made for myself. Um, I have zero regrets, zero regrets and um, I'm, I've got to the point where now I genuinely love what I do. And I never thought I'd be able to say that. Like, it used to literally make me wretch when people would say it. And I'd be like, oh, do you really think that? Like, really? I was just so envious, I think, like, of people, you know, are they just saying that? Do they really love their job? But I do. And yeah, and I'm just leaning into that. I'm happy. I'm proud of myself for being able to say that and not feel like a dick because so it's true. I
0: resonate <laughs> I resonate with that so much about when other people used to say um I like what I do. I'd be like hmm, yeah. eye rolls. Yeah, like serious like, eye rolls. Sure. Yeah. Like you tell yourself <laughs> that babe, no one likes what they do. Work is work and yeah, you're just lying to yourself. Yeah. Um which is so funny because now I
1: live. I don't live to work kind of thing and you know even though that's still very much true, I I think yeah just the trauma from past jobs it just had me believing that like no one really like it can no one surely no one can like their job if it's you know people are being treated in this way and yeah but that's not the same for everyone yeah. and I really internalized that I think through I was just unlucky <laughs> it's just very unlucky in the jobs that I had
0: yeah exactly but now looking back I feel like you can say that it all worked out for you and happened because if you wouldn't have been so unhappy in your jobs you probably wouldn't have had uh, the urge or the need to go on this self-discovery journey which led to the blog
1: I I think it's all tied and it may sound a bit cheesy but it just it meant for me that you know it's like I was being told like stop going for these jobs they're not for you like this isn't your purpose so every time that I kind of did and went against what I wanted to do it never worked out and then I'd be left feeling why when really it's just that wasn't for me Mm -hmm. and I realize that now that I was forcing myself to kind of do and be in places that were conventionally like what I thought I should be doing Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but kind of, you know, in a decent job earning good money and maybe quite corporate or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what my parents would like or, you know, being able to pay my bills and support, you know, my family, my husband and, you know, those kind of things that make you think, oh, I just have to be in a job where, you know, I'm stable and I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. Yeah. and I've realized now that's not actually for me that's not,
0: it's that's who you not are.
1: how it's not what motivates me it's yeah. not what fulfills me or what I enjoy I've realized that yeah. creating is and the road the creative industry <laughs> is yeah complete the opposite of what I was trying to do I realize that now
0: yeah of course and I mean listen I think a lot of it is linked to what we're taught obviously by our families but also in school as well you know in university and when we're growing up and I think a lot of millennials and people who are now in their early 30s had exactly the same um conditioning from from at school so I can also just share some of my story uh of that feeling of having to be in the stable secure corporate role as somebody who went to be a lawyer and I look back now and I'm like it's just so, it's almost laughable. And when I tell people that yeah, I was, yeah. not because there's anything wrong with being a lawyer, but when I just question my decisions of why I became it, it was literally, I wanted to be this powerful businesswoman wearing a suit yeah. um, and working in an office in London. I was kind of fantasized about, having that successful position and having the stable salary and more than anything even more than the money it was like the path right it was just knowing that my life was going to be set out for me which now that's why it's laughable because I'm someone now who is so like willing to take a risk and leap I don't want to know exactly what's going to happen I think it's exciting to to create and to to add value um and it just is because this is what we're taught and and what a shame that we're not taught in school to be creative we don't teach kids how to um go down different career paths it's something I actually you know feel really I mean I relate because
1: literally you know on my side of the family they are solicitors lawyers my dad is a judge that all their, their paths have been so kind of very clear Mm -hmm. of what they do next. I think when you're in that kind of role. So I feel like when they'd look at me and I would kind of, they've gone on this straight line and I'm just zigzagging all over the joint over on the other side, trying to figure out, you know in creative roles sometimes you take two steps forward and one step forward and two steps back and then you're going sideways just to get in to another door um yeah it's just not as simple and streamlined as it is with those kind of careers so I would always feel like a bit of a of a failure because they had it all figured out and knew what the steps that they needed to take and exactly what they needed to do whereas I was like I don't really know what I need to be doing. Um, I just know that I enjoy creating and I'm just kind of going along with it and cause I enjoy it. So yeah, it's been it's hard it's been hard not to compare myself.
0: Of course. And also it's just ironic, isn't it, that we think that failure is not doing the secure path that our family and our, you know, peers have taken. And we don't look at failure sometimes as being stuck in a job that we hate. Like, how can we actually yeah. say that that's not failure? Um, yeah. And, you know, being in this kind of a successful job with a good title and a good paycheck. Uh, yeah. So it's something I urge everyone listening, you know, to really ask the questions like, are you happy where you are? Um, do you like what you do? Know that even, even if you're eye rolling now about actually liking your job, like me and Karina, both both eye rolled for so many years. Like there is a way to get there, and you know it isn't necessarily to quit your job and not have anything to do. Maybe the way is to start a side hustle and to start even before the side hustle, just exploring options and it be becoming yeah. self aware and just thinking, okay, yeah, do I, I have an passion? It's have
1: something. It's having something on the side that is I would recommend that it's just for you something that you enjoy and it doesn't have to be a blog it, you know it could be dancing it could be pottery it could be just something that is just completely for you and for fun yeah. um I think we forget to think about ourselves and put ourselves first because it's just so it's like a rat race I guess mm-hmm. when you're working and you get stuck in this rat race and I think that's What lockdown has kind of taught me, it's taught me to kind of slow down and just be like, what is actually bringing me joy? Um, What is making me feel better? What is making me feel good? And leaning into that rather than kind of thinking about what everyone else kind of wants from you and what you think you should be doing.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of the the effect that Covid has had on a lot of people is this just Slowing down and basically asking themselves questions that one when they're in their usual routines, you just don't ask because you're just so busy going from thing to thing and from place to place and uh, you know from work to social life to maybe if you have kids, whatever it is, you never have time to stop and be like, oh okay, like do I want to do this? Um, is this does this serve me? Is it working for me? So obviously COVID has been, you know, an awful thing for for everyone almost. But I think that I've had a lot of experience from Instagram and also my with my clients from understanding how many people have used this opportunity to make to make a mindset change.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like for the better, I think people are realizing um, what's important to them now. And it may sound cheesy, but you know, like life is short. Yeah. And do you want to be spending your time doing something that you're not happy in? It just makes you completely reevaluate what's important to you. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone's done a bit of soul searching in that during lockdown because we've had nothing else to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Netflix or soul searching is basically the two options. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, great. So I just wanted to, I guess, delve into a little more about some things that we spoke about when we coach together. Um, yeah. And the things that I guess uh, that come up when you do any project, whether it's... Uh, you know, working full time, um, on your own thing or, or as a side hustle. And I guess if I could pinpoint the things that we worked on, maybe you, you can shed some light, but I'd say the main things were self-confidence, uh, comparison, um, showing up in your business which is something we were actually just talking about when we just said hi this morning um and also friendships which was definitely something that was a big feature in our in our chat so I'd love to just talk a little bit more um about that and I think maybe let's start by talking about how it's connected to your 30s that you had a blog from 2014 but you didn't actually decide to monetize it and go for it until you were just coming up to your 30th birthday right it was that year of turning 30 yeah yeah. um and how do you think that was linked to confidence
1: yeah it I didn't realize obviously being in these past jobs that I was in um you know from bullying and feeling very like isolated and not kind of growing in my job like it really depleted my confidence um of being able to just believe in myself and go for what I want and kind of have the courage to kind of, um, do things upon it unapologetically. Um, I remember when I started my blog, not telling anybody, um, that I had started it because I was afraid that people were going to make fun of me. um, And I actually met my now husband um, where we used to work um, in my first job. So, you know, not a complete complete um, loss. (laughs) I bagged a husband and then I left. Um, Yeah. And I remember kind of when we were first talking and um, we were getting to know each other more. And he just kind of said, like, what, you know, what do you like to do? Like in your spare time that sounds really cheesy but he didn't say exactly like that First date uh, but what are the kind of things that you like doing and I just remember saying like oh yeah I kind of write sometimes and he's like oh like cool like what do you write and I was like uh yeah I kind of have this like website uh, it's not like it's nothing and he was just like what can I see and I was like Yeah, sure. And I just remember being so coy and just like, oh, don't look at it, don't read it. Like, oh, this is going to be really cringe. And I just remember showing him, and he was just like, this is incredible. Like, wow, you're such a great writer. And, you know, I love what you're doing. And it was just, it was like a complete shock. It was just like, oh, wow, like, you care. And I, I think I just had this really low confidence of like, yeah, I, didn't have what it takes to be writing a blog like you know who did I think I am but I just sort of my confidence started growing a bit more and I was just like no I can do this because I really enjoy it and I just remember kind of yeah um doing it over the course of like the year and people in my job starting to notice and people were just like I read your blog at the weekend like that post was so good and I was just like what? like it was and it just kind of built my confidence more and more and yeah and now it's just come on this journey of where I'm just now like I don't care like this is what I love and I'm shouting from the rooftops that like this is my page this is what I write about go and read it and it's completely I mean that was with a lot of coaching from you and a lot of um kind of personal development to build my confidence again and coming out of these jobs that made me feel that way and that's the same for friendships um I think we spoke a lot about friendships and I kind of realized that you know the friends that would kind of say mean things but in disguised in banter I guess mm-hmm. um <clears throat> of like oh I could never do that and you know oh I could never wear that and oh I could never write that and like oh who do you think you are like kind of taking the mick but they were kind of you know there yeah. coatings of salt
0: <laughs> it's I always call it jellyfish stings you know yeah. I think like it's from Bridget Jones but it's like when basically it's like they're trying to it's like a backwards compliment but it's yes. kind of like yeah, they're kind absolutely. of stinging you and every comment actually just kind of like really like hits you at a point like hits you in a bad point yeah and then you're
1: like, it, oh, no. it would like hit me it was kind of like it it made always made me feel like people whenever I was starting to kind of like get more confident with it and sharing it there were all there were the people that just kind of that made me feel like no no where are you going come back down like and kind of it felt like they were kind of trying to put me in my place um almost so kind of yeah backhanded compliments and you know the making fun and you know oh look I'm Karina I have a blog and yeah like you know kind of imitating how a blogger or influencer would kind of look like and yeah disguising like banter and I just kind of got to the point on this on my self-development journey Mm -hmm. and building my confidence that um you know there may be jokes but I don't find them funny and you know I just stopped making effort with those people Mm -hmm. I kind of you know, it's not, you know, there wasn't a fallout or it wasn't like a around and we had a massive argument like, you're not my friend anymore. I just kind of stopped investing like energy into it because I was just like, I'm still going to do this because I enjoy it. And even more so now in lockdown, I've kind of looked at those. It's made me really evaluate those friendships, the kind of people that you feel supported by and that lift you and lift your mood compared to the people that make you feel like it's not okay to be yourself. I'm very aware of those people now and my energy doesn't go to them anymore. And I feel so much better for it because it's, it's showing in my work. It's showing, you know, before I could never speak to the camera, I remember saying to you, like, I can't speak in front of the camera. I can't do it. I, I feel too awkward. Like people laugh at me. People will say this and, yeah, you just kind of taught me that it doesn't matter. Like I, you know, we can't be in this life people pleasing all the time. It's not for them. And if they find it uncomfortable, they don't like it. Like that's fine. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, and, and that's confidence. And that's learning to build your confidence and believe in yourself because it just means that you care more about how you feel about your work rather than other people. And yeah, I think that's where kind of friendships and, confidence has
0: come into the journey for me (laughs) so many valuable lessons in what you've just said like so many relevant things for anybody who is I guess 30 now and like you know going through these changes and going on a self-development journey I mean listen it's relevant for anyone of any age um but it's just I love what you said about firstly about confidence because you've just been building up confidence over the years and it's not linear right you've not just all of yeah. a sudden everything every day you don't just become more confident and that's it, it you go backwards yeah. and forwards and sideways but i think a lot of people come to me and they think that confidence is something that is um they're either born with it or you know you either have it or you don't you're either born with confidence yeah. or you don't and i hear all the time the thought i'm just not a confident person and it's like just a belief it's a really limiting belief um but confidence you know as we can just look at you as an example and understand how confidence is something that you can nurture over time and it's just something to practice
1: it is like nurturing like you really do like it's I would say personally it's about really like investing in yourself it's learning that like it's pinpointing like what makes you feel low or what triggers you and or you know who's making you feel not you know like you're not valued and really kind of pinpointing and making yourself aware of what's making you feel like that and starting from there yeah. and for me it started in jobs and it was friendships mm-hmm. and the moment I kind of changed that round um, you know, and leaned more towards people who lifted me, encouraged me, supported me. Um, there was no competition. It was just, it was just friendship, what friendship should be like. Um, that I realised like, oh gosh, like, what was I doing before? Like, just kind of, you know, I read a book recently, um, on, it's called The Comparison Cure, and it just kind of it said a line of, um, you forget what's best for you and you do what's tolerated in your group. Mm -hmm. Um, just to go along with the group, go along with your friends, um, you know, and just to fit in, basically you do things to fit in. Um, and that just really like resonated with me because I've spent a lot of my life doing things just to fit in, like, to the norm of, you know, whether that be a job that I think I should be in, being in friendships that, you know, okay, they're not great friends, but like we have a really fun time when we go out and get pissed on the weekend. Like it's it's just, you do things to fit in and be tolerated. Whereas now I'm just very much like, I don't want to fit in and this is me. Um, And I'm not, I don't want to be around anybody who doesn't make me feel like me. And that, again, is, yeah, a journey that I'm on at the moment. And having the confidence to kind of be myself and be authentically myself and think, if you don't like it, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It just means I'm not for you. There are other people that... I will be. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's like you've been cured of people-pleasing in a way because even though, like I yeah. said, obviously things happen and we our mind always goes back to that place, what happened when we coached together is just, I guess, learning tools and, and a way that you can really get yourself out of that. And actually, I think one of the biggest things that you learn, now I'm hearing and going over what we, you know, all the things that we've spoken about in the past is you just learn how to set boundaries for yourself. And that yeah. word boundaries is really key because in friendships you just stopped doing things for other people and started doing things that was that it was good for you and good for you for um your mental health your mindset your business you know your journey um yeah. because you just decided this is my life and I'm just taking control yeah. of it and it all I know came-
1: we spoke a lot about also kind of not um not caring as much what people think of you I think whenever I had like awkward encounters with people whether that be in work or you know over social media or something like that I would always be really worried at like oh of what they think about me um instead of thinking like of how I felt um, so that may, you know, and it stifled me in many ways of I didn't feel like I wanted to do certain things or sound a certain way or you know say anything to kind of rock the boat. I guess just very much playing it safe. and now I kind of realized that you, you, I just can't do that. Um, yeah. it, it's not me.
0: <laughs> and also especially now because in, in, the, in the online space, you have to show up as your authentic self or you don't have to and lots of people don't show up as their authentic self but it's something that I mean both of us are committed to in our businesses is to talk about things very authentically and be a bit vulnerable online um and you know you can't be like that if you want to always get other people's approval um
1: yeah exactly exactly um you you won't end up talking about anything you won't stand up for anything you're you're passionate about anything you just kind of and it's a very slippery slope because then your content becomes not your own right um of trying to do what everyone else wants there's just no way like you know i've kind of learned that with my platform you know i like to do a mix of high street and investment pieces and um sustainable things um but you have to remember people's budgets are different the way how people can shop and um it's very different not everyone you know lives in London where they have access to you know amazing charity shops and you know it's kind of it's just there's so much nuance to it that you just have to remember that everyone's situation is different and at the end of the day if I just do the content that I love like I will attract more people to me who just like me for me rather than constantly trying to keep other people happy (laughs) it's it's a fine line obviously you want to do what it's your audience it's your followers like of course you want to give them the content that makes them happy but essentially there's only so far that you can go with that before you're just a clothes horse online or just someone who never speaks up about anything or has an opinion on anything Yeah.
0: yeah exactly um and also you're just attracting your people Right? And you don't want anyone in your online in your space who who isn't your person, yeah. who doesn't who wouldn't appreciate you or understand you or want to support you. And this actually while you were just speaking reminds me of something that I think A lot of people who want to start a side hustle or an online business, let's say, don't do it. They don't take the initial step because they're truly terrified of what their family will think, their friends will think, or even acquaintances, you know, online acquaintances. What will everyone think of me? I struggled with this a lot. And I know that you did too. And I just want to say the journey that I went through on it was when I first started my coaching Instagram page and I started putting up stories and I mean, wow, I coached you through being able to do your videos and things, but it was something that I had been coached on really for yeah. like a whole year before because the thought of speaking into the camera and uploading it and someone listening to me and, oh, I could hear my voice and my accent and yeah. I just used to die with, yeah. you know, embarrassment. And it was something that I struggled with for a really long time. And I remember when I first posted those stories and I used to see, because when you first start um your business lots of the people who who are watching you are people you know already you know before you actually yeah. reach your target audience
1: oh gosh
0: yeah <laughs> I, I used to look at the stories and be like oh my god and that person's looking at me and that person i went to school with and that person you know that the guy that i dated or whatever and i used to yeah. be like so panicked about it and and i guess the messages to anyone who has those similar feelings is like listen eventually People only the people who will follow you will be the ones who are interested in what you have to say Absolutely. and your friends will only follow you maybe for the first couple of months and what happened was all of my friends who were following me just to, you know, or my acquaintances to be supportive um, in wow. inverted commas, I was waiting for that moment when they would stop following me not because I didn't want their support just because I wanted to speak to the right people and I remember when people stopped following me and I saw that people watching my stories were actually Followers who are interested in coaching and self-development and turning 30 yeah. and all the things, and no friends are following me anymore. Obviously, I, I have some friends, but not all these other people who aren't relevant. I was like, yes, thank God, you know? So...
1: Like, but yeah, absolutely. At first, like I used to be really quite sensitive about it. Like, oh my gosh, like my school friend um, followed me. Um, we like, we're best friends. Like, how could he do that? And then I just remembered like, he's a guy who his Instagram is full of cars and you know, fields like my content's not for him and that it's okay. There's yeah. actually nothing wrong with that. Like no one owes you anything online and they don't have to follow you. Um, and I think at that point, the kindest thing you can do is, you know, if the content isn't resonating with you, is to unfollow like that's okay
0: yeah exactly and i just do think that that's again linked to to self-confidence you know knowing yeah. that that person hasn't unfollowed you because you're not good enough and trying yeah. to you know you're not you're not going to please everyone And yeah and yeah it's, it's a really I, big i'm learning still camp. learning
1: that um i'm still on a journey with my confidence there's a lot of things that it's just new kind of um things to always learn about myself um the more scenarios that I go through in this life that it's an ongoing journey there's just never this like pivotal moment where you're like I am the most confident I've ever been and that is it I'm never going to change now it just stays like no it's an ongoing thing every single day but I think learning that yeah you cannot control what other people do and people pleasing is just a no and yeah being your authentic self um and you will always win
0: (laughs) exactly listen at the end of the day I think I this is my mantra and I say it to everyone I've definitely said it to you in the past like we just can't know what other people think so even if they 100% support us and tell us that we're amazing and all of the things that we do for approval we just don't know what they're gonna think at night when they go to bed and put their head on the pillow they could still think oh that Karina like oh she's just this this and this yeah um or they could really not show support and then go to bed and be like and have a flashing thought of, wow, isn't Karina the most amazing uh, influencer that ever existed? But at the end of the day, the only person we can control is ourselves. So why yeah. would we do things for other people? So, um, Yeah,
1: and, then, and that's one of the, like, one of the best lessons, lessons that I learned from you um, was knowing that that you cannot control what other people think of you mm. and just giving that up and focusing on yourself is it's incredibly freeing <laughs> Incredibly, freeing. I think
0: <laughs> especially when you have I mean for everyone for every single person it's the most incredibly freeing thing to just go out of that space of constantly feeling judged um yeah and also add to that for anybody who has a business where they have to show up and share their you know share their life it's it's even more freeing so I'm so happy that yeah. you know you've got to that point yeah. and like we said with everything it's not linear it's not every day that gets better and your mind does go back to those darker places in the same way yeah. that mine you know mind does. it's just that ability of knowing that you can get out of it um
1: yeah absolutely which is so it's, important. it's supporting learning to support yourself um and i don't think we realize i don't think i realized um how much I would look outwardly um, for, you know, whether that relationship from my husband or family to kind of help me and fix me or make me feel better about something when really it starts, it starts inside. It starts with our mind and realizing for me, just how negative I was about myself, um, constant negative thoughts and how can I support myself when I'm talking to myself like crap? um you know I'd never speak to a friend that way I'd never treat anyone that way so like why was I doing it to myself and I think once I kind of realized that it's catching your thoughts and being like don't say that about yourself like or you haven't even tried this yet just give it a go or who cares like what's the worst thing you know instead of thinking about the worst thing that could happen think about the best thing that could happen it's just kind of like changing your your thought patterns and trying to be more positive, um, which is hard, like it, it's not easy. It's, it's a lot of brain power to kind of catch yourself because it, we're so used to doing it. And like you said, in our coaching sessions, just how many thoughts we have in in one day, um, and subco- like subconscious thoughts as well, um, so many that you wouldn't even realize. Um, And obviously when you get into a pattern of thinking negatively, you become negative. And that's exactly what I was. I was just feeling sorry for myself. I was like, I'm never gonna catch a break. I'm never gonna get a job that I like. And this is it now. And this is me and I just have to
0: accept it. And I just wasn't fighting for myself. it's Um, it's victim mentality and I think that when we first met it was you exactly had all these these negative thoughts and I just think the work that we did exactly like you said was just learning how to catch those thoughts not necessarily you know getting rid of them it's not that easy right it's not it's not it's it's our brains and our minds and we don't just know how to switch those thoughts off especially when we've had them and practiced them for so many years it's not easy to just all of a sudden let them go but it's just having self-awareness to be like okay this thought exists does this thought serve me? Absolutely not. It's making me feel like shit and showing up in my life in so many ways. And then, you know, what I used to ask you is, well, can you give me some evidence for another thought? Yeah, I was literally
1: just going to say that. You always would ask me like, okay, is that the truth? Like, can you show me evidence that that is fact? Mm -hmm. And I always just be like, no, like I have nothing to show you. Like, this is just a thought. And yeah, when you break it down like that, you just realise that you're most of the time self-sabotaging yourself um your your mind is playing tricks on you and you're kind of you're sabotaging yourself and you're not giving yourself you're not catching yourself when you feel like you're falling you're just kind of engulfed in negativity um, because you're not used to thinking about positive things Mm
0: -hmm. exactly and I think that as well we just don't give enough credit for how your thoughts and your mind um, show up in your results in your every day. So that's why I just, you know, it's so inspiring to see you on this journey, finally understanding, or well, finally, but for the past few years, really understanding who you are and who you want to become yeah. and really working on your mind and look at the results that you're creating, right? Like, I think sometimes yeah. you have to really look in, in the mirror and understand, like, you've now, your business has just gone from strength to strength. You're working full-time doing something that you love. Um, yeah. And that would not have been possible if you hadn't have really taken a look inside and said, okay, yeah. like, this is- I and kind of
1: gone it. through all the stuff that I did. At the time, I just thought this is the worst thing ever. Like, who, like you know, I can't, who would want to go through this? And then I kind of realized that now it's just like a part of my story. Um, and I'm glad it is because a lot of people go through it and yeah. i'm glad i get to share it and talk to other people and hopefully you know one day it can actually help people um when it comes to um being in a job that you hate or have the steps to take t- to you know make a change yeah. and having the belief and the self-belief and the confidence to do that um yeah i kind of feel like it, you know it brought me to my purpose
0: exactly and I do think that I'm also really glad that it happened because otherwise we wouldn't have we wouldn't have met and we wouldn't have had our Instagram love story
1: and that is just to me that that is just the most beautiful story that has come out of all of this because I've never had so many people um ask about you Emma all the time you know whenever I'm doing an interview or you know I put up a question box and you know ask me anything and it's always a question of like how did you get on with your coach? Like, how was it? Like, what's it like? And you start to realise, like, oh, we're just all in this together. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. And you know, when you start talking about these things, and yeah, it's so many people were interested, in and I and I love that because I always love mentioning you and plugging you every day that I can um so I really enjoy it because it means I get to talk about you and what you do um, which is incredible so I'm just really grateful that we met and that I get to kind of include you in this journey that I'm on as well because I feel like you are such a massive part of my journey so it feels nice to that it wasn't a case of we've finished our sessions now so goodbye forever Yeah, you know, it hasn't been like that it's we've been very entwined since <laughs>
0: yeah 100% and I'm literally like your biggest cheerleader like pepping you like pep talking you from the corner yeah, like every time exactly. I see like um uh, Karina just uh had this amazing Instagram takeover on Zoella um like two weeks ago and when I saw it I'm like right this is it this is like insane that the Karina that I knew two years ago literally
1: 10 minutes prior to that what was I like Emma I was like (laughs) I cannot do this this is no I can't do it I can't do it I can't talk and you were like yes you can yeah yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like I think that um people have lots of negative things to say about all the you know social media and Instagram but uh, again just to echo what you said like I'm super grateful for it because obviously it's built both of our businesses and, and secondly you do get to meet amazing people online and you know for all of the friends that you lose along the way who you know we're talking about who you have to set boundaries with in yeah. your life you make new friends um, who are in your mental space and who are in a similar place with you in life and I think it is really beautiful that you can you know make these connections um, online with people. Yeah
1: it's brought me together with just in so many areas of my life like you know online people who have asked about you who you know maybe now are working with you and I love to see it there was even one woman that I'd met on holiday last year I think and we just we would meet up at the bar like every day just come on and when we were just like out some drinking our cocktails and I don't even know how we got onto the conversation but I was just talking about you know, a job. It was the year that, you know, I'd come out of a job that I really hated and I ended up speaking to you and she was just like, oh my gosh, me too. So I'm currently unemployed and my husband's brought me on a holiday um, to kind of get away from it all and, you know, really have a think about what I want to do. And um, is it possible to have like Emma's details? And it was just like the way yeah. it happens and the way that you
0: end up bonding with someone yeah. over a story, which is just like... It's crazy. And just to finish off that story, that what happened was that this um, woman, who actually isn't 30, I think she's she's, um, in her 40s. She is in her 40s. She became my client. We did some amazing work together. She also had... uh, exactly like you said been in this toxic job and now just messaged me last week uh saying that she's setting up her own uh side hustle or maybe even will be full-time hustle of uh, her own business Um,
1: like it gives me
0: tingles i know and it's so exciting to like you know you were part of that journey and and i think it's
1: just like that there will never be like any better feeling for me that that you're you're helping people in that way um it's
0: just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Um, amazing, yeah. Um, I
1: hope you know. I'll, I'll sing about it until the cows
0: come home. Basically, yeah. As well I. <laughs> You're just gonna constantly see us tagging each other and things like yeah. forever more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So I feel like uh, we could carry on talking about this for hours and hours. Um, yeah, we <laughs> we will, but not. We're, we won't record it all. Um, we'll <laughs> let people leave. But um, just one last thing before we go is just literally one or two sentences, something super quick. If you could give one piece of advice to somebody who really isn't a job that doesn't feel like a good fit for them or they don't like it or it's toxic or whatever, and they are thinking of setting up a side hustle, what would it be?
1: I would say a tagline, um, believe in yourself um, and have something just for you. That brings you joy. You don't necessarily have to tell anybody um, or you could shout about it whatever you know works for you but really kind of believe in yourself and define define your your dreams. I guess that sounds really cheesy but you know get your journal and write down the, all the things that like really make you happy that make you smile, that make you know bring you the most joy and kind of see the synergy between them, yeah. um whether they kind of like align with something that you think, oh, that actually applies to this type of career or this me creating this blog. Um, I think really taking the time out to invest in you is really it's key. Um and what you want to talk about and what you want to do. Um and I think coming out of situations which may have killed your confidence, um, just really try and yeah, define your your goals and your dreams, however wild they may be. Write them down and really believe in yourself, in the connection in them, and um, just start. Um, and you never, you just never know. You really once you start, and once you really write things down, they sort of manifest themselves, and that. I never used to kind of believe in that stuff, but there's so much power in writing down um, what you want to do and your goals and seeing them manifest. Um, Yeah, that would be my one piece of advice without going on too long and rambling.
0: (laughs) I agree with everything that you just said. And really, like, journaling is a way of life, and it is for a reason. So. Anyone who's listening yeah. and you want to make a change, go and buy a journal, really. It will change yes. your life.
1: Go buy a journal, write down all the things, however wild they may be, yeah. um, write them down, and you'll start to see the connection um, in a lot of the things that you write down yeah. and the things that you might have used to do when you are a kid or enjoyed while you were away that one time and never came back to it. And you just start to kind of see what makes you happy and you want to do more of that and less of... The other stuff, and then
0: slowly, you know, it will happen. You're in a new job yeah. <laughs> in a new life. <laughs> it's been amazing, yeah, 100%. Uh, amazing. So, thank you so, so much, Karina, for being a guest today on the podcast. Really, like, it was such a pleasure as always talking to you. And I'm so happy that we actually finally are sharing it with the outside world. All our yeah, great I'm conversations, so
1: happy. Honestly, thank you. I'm like, I'm so honored to be asked to come on here. And I'm so sorry if you've been able to hear. Um, my blocked nose. <laughs> um, I've been really trying to keep it at bay, but hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. But I'm just really grateful. Thank you, Emma. Uh,
0: amazing. So, just before we finish, do you want to just uh, tell uh, the listeners where they can find you online if they want to follow you? Yeah. So, if you're not
1: following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Style Idealist. Um, as Emma said, it covers a lot of mid sized fashion. So, uh, women with hips and finding um, finding clothes um, that have a quality fit, basically, and whether that be on the high street, um, high-end investment pieces or sustainable brands. Um, and then a lot of my personal development um, self-discovery journey as we've been talking um, with Emma. So a lot of um, confidence building and self-esteem and um, friendships um body confidence and neutrality um yeah all that good stuff so yeah find me at style idealist or my blog is the styleidealist.com
0: amazing uh so great so thank you so much for tuning in today uh if you liked the show uh please share it with anybody who might also be interested and also um leave a review uh, a five star review um and subscribe yeah and if you want to hear more about coaching with me uh, or to see all of the content that i'm sharing uh, please find me on instagram uh, at turning 30 coach and that's all for now bye karina bye, bye.